0: Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend some time focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Rachel, employability and careers consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on all of our episodes by doing all of those subscribing and following things. We're on Spotify and iTunes.
1: Hello, everybody. Change is inevitable, right? Well, I assure you, this is not a 101 philosophy exam paper question. But what happens when career plan A requires a pivot to plan B, a career change? My name is Sonny, an employability and careers consultant at the University of Exeter. In this episode, with the help of our guests, John and Dylan, we will examine the challenges of navigating a career change and what resources we can deploy to manage that change. We'll discover how to recognise when change is needed, the imperative of maintaining a career mindset in transition, and we'll also unpick what a career mindset is as a strategic tool to renewal, powered by an attitude of flexibility and openness to both planned and serendipitous opportunities of happenstance. We'll also discover how change management skills bundle creativity, innovation, reflection, goal setting to boost our immunity of resilience when we need it most to sustain renewal and progression. Let's begin to unwrap these themes by catching up with Exeter alum Dylan, who as a physicist navigated a career change from the school classroom to the Met Office, from teaching to operational meteorologist. Dylan, thinking about the contrasting spaces of the school classroom and the Met Office and your transition from the former to the latter, did the idea of a career change hit you in a eureka moment or did you find
0: it crept up on you? um well i felt like uh i didn't i I didn't really i knew i didn't want to be a teacher actually cheering my PGCE course um but it was more i didn't know what i was going to do otherwise so i felt a little bit stuck um for a while um probably i think after my first placement i thought i didn't I, I don't really want to do this anymore um but i mean there were two things keeping me there one was the bursary from the government mm-hmm. um which i did not want to pay back and i wanted to keep getting um mm-hmm. and obviously the second i already said it was more like uh, well, i i d- don't know what i can do outside of that um and I well, so I just kind of kept going in a sense until i um well <laughs> i guess breaking point um it was i only lasted like three months in my actual teaching post um <laughs> before i quit um and it was it was a more of a mutual decision it was a um if I'm being completely honest they they obviously knew I was very unhappy. Um, and they were a very supportive and very emotionally intelligent um, group of group of um What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like peers and, colleagues, comrades and peers, colleagues. colleagues.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it sounds very much as if you you had an inkling that your initial career decision mm. wasn't quite working for you. And it wasn't yeah. lining up with your values or your skills, your strengths. Mm but you know, for many reasons and for many compelling reasons you felt uh, obligated uh, of the imperative to continue to see it through to the end and often the conversations about initial kind of career steps are very much about you know, see it out you know the first couple of months are always are tricky and challenging and, and mm. but in time it will settle and, and that's you know, certainly a, a narrative that we find in many industries but you felt you know that, you had a sense that actually maybe this isn't quite working out for you but then you saw it right to the end mm. and then fully immersed yourself in getting your first teaching position to to verify whether it was whether teaching was the right decision for you or wasn't the right decision yeah you. Hmm.
0: yeah i mean it could have just been a bad like bad placement bad school i don't know so I thought I did. I, I yeah, maybe I wasn't entirely fair in what I was saying, but I did sort of think like I'll just see it. Th- I was like you said, I'll see it through. I'll see if I can find um, maybe a different situation is more suitable. Um, and yeah, the 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 thing that sort of helped me decide the thing people I was really relying on were mainly actually my parents. I still do rely on them still um as well as the other colleagues at the school that I was um at, well at the different two different placements I was at as well as the actual teaching post I held um and I also had a friend um who um who was doing a pgc at a different university who did a pgc at Leeds um and we both were in fairly similar situations um in that he wants he was going to be a maths teacher um but him on his PGCE, um, he fell out of it for a different reason. He felt it was just too challenging for his for the point of life that he was at. Um, he still wanted to teach, um, but he felt he wasn't ready for it. Um so he well, he uh, decided to drop out of his PGCE early um and go back to it at a later stage when he felt he was more ready to take on the challenges, because it is a very challenge it is a really challenging role.
1: It sounds very much as if you drew inspiration from your community and accessed sources of expertise from from teachers, from peers, from family, from friends to scrutinize your decisions. Do you feel that extended time in teaching beyond the point where you felt, actually, this isn't really working for me, gave you a chance to be liberated and then freed you up to then pursue other possibilities?
0: The word liberate is an interesting one to use because I guess it does it, it is actually quite pertinent to the, to the feeling I, was, I had because um, the school I was at um, was a really nice school. The kids were mostly lovely. Um, and obviously, like I said, all the other teachers there were amazing too. Um, I had a great support network. I had regular meetings with various like mentors and other things to ensure I was getting along fine. I think I probably had pr- one of the best situations I could have asked for out of a teaching post, and I still wasn't enjoying myself. I still wasn't feeling like, um, you know, I could I could see myself doing this in the future, um, and that, like like I said, it really did help me make that informed decision. It helped solidify my opinion. I don't want to be a teacher, um, and so, uh, th- like, uh, three months into the job, um, I spoke to the headmaster at the school, as well as the deputy and other and other senior leadership people about it um and we sort of agreed they were extremely kind to me um they agreed to let me take the two months notice period that i would normally have to give them as per my contract um off essentially um so uh to get myself sorted like look for a new position look for something else to do um and that was incredibly generous of them like i had basically had two months of uh, of paid leave from them, um, which they didn't have to do, um, and yeah, that time really gave me a chance to reflect on the choices I'd made and what I really want to do. And I think the problem the main problem I was having in teaching was it felt like a stagnation
1: so I'm curious about you know when this journey of teaching ended, you then you would have then been in a situation where you'd wondered you know, what next and you mentioned right at mm-hmm. the outset that the initial choice of teaching were attractive in terms of offering a structured pathway or progression so when teaching mm-hmm. came to an end how did you deal with the uncertainty of that that period and and how did you find your way through that period of uncertainty yeah
0: yeah it really did cause a breakdown of um routine um so obviously i'm used to i was in the job position where i would be waking up at the same time every day going to do like my, my routines um at the school and that just sort of ends so you feel like i don't really know what to do with myself and but at the very start obviously i was relieved and liberated as you said um and was um it was a probably a few days before the oh what do i do now uh, came in um so what i tried to do was well no that's not really a good way of putting it what i did do um was i went to uh, the careers advice a job centre essentially um and I spoke to them uh, to look for uh, you know something to in the in for the meantime Um, and they, as I was talking to them, they suggested I talk to a uh, agency for supply teaching and I wasn't too hot on that idea as you could probably imagine. Um, but I did actually do it. Um, but yeah, it was, I think supply teaching is very different. So I did, so I quit teaching in December of 2018. Um, I then had two months of looking for things and essentially living, um, you know, I moved back in with my parents at that time. So when the two months of, you know, uh, what was it called? My uh, my, my notice period had, had come up. I obviously needed a source of income. And so I did basically, I couldn't find much else. Um, I did apply to a lot of things, uh, but heard back from none of them. Um, so I went into this agency for supply teaching and it was actually a lot nicer than regular teaching in a sense. I mean, I'm going to a lot worse schools, um, but the difference being I could turn up, I, you know, fill, fulfill my role. I do what I can at the school to get the kids to, um, do whatever work was set for them. But then I don't have to think about it. I can go home and you know that's my day done i don't have to go home and mark or plan or anything like that um and it still helped add that routine which is sort of what i'm trying to get back to um i think the important thing to keep going is a routine um to ensure you don't sort of spiral downwards um cuz it's just kind of important just for, for one mental health reasons And also just so you can, you know, um, have a purpose for the day.
1: And it appears very much that that routine gave you a framework, a structure to reformulate your ideas, to contemplate, and moreover to access the expertise of career consultants to help you in your next steps. In the assessment that teaching wasn't the right fit for you, do you feel that it still gave you a strong underpinning a foundation for your current occupation?
0: Yeah, so I feel like my experience in teaching did sort of help me understand myself a bit more. Um more uh, it tried to so being in teaching you have to sort of present as a as a, as a role model, don't you? Um And while I don't think I'm a bad role model, um, it's more I I don't like presenting that front almost constantly. Every day of your life, every second of your life has to be, you know, an example. Um, And that's not exactly something I'd like to upkeep. Um, I mean, like everyone wants to have an off day every now and again, you know, Um, you don't want to constantly be on guard. Um, and I mean, I guess my role currently, I mean, Metalphist is part of the civil service. You have to be very careful with what you with how you maintain a presence online or in person. Um uh but that I think is it's so my experience in teaching has helped me keep that, but it's also freeing in a sense that I'm allowed to sort of express myself better um at a more um I guess adult working environment. Dylan, in your recollections I'm very struck
1: by the strong theme of reflection and how that enabled you to to visualize what it is that you wanted to do. And I wonder where that strong visualization, scripting an internal mission statement, enabled you to to affect that change from teaching to the MET office. Coming to the end of our discussion, Dylan, I wonder if you can leave us with some tips. I recollect the other day you and I discussed how in the aftermath of teaching you sent out a myriad of applications and that you didn't invest all of your eggs in one basket. I wonder if there's any tips that you can potentially leave us with
0: um so it's just you know you can't tunnel vision on a Mm -hmm. on a on a dream job you know and um i think also even like i think it's fine obviously to have a dream to say i really want to be uh i don't know a banker it's fine to have that idea, but I think it's also fine to say, you know, you're not going you might not achieve that instantly. Mm. Um, you, you need to have the realistic idea that, you know, you're going to have some steps along the way to get to somewhere you, where you want to be.
1: Dylan used a raft of resources in his career change. I now catch up with John, a real estate lawyer with over 20 years experience. In our conversation, we take a deeper dive into resources that can support career changes.
2: Resources can be as simple as reading the paper, being aware of what's going on. So you're not just focused on one's narrow field of expertise, whether that be just what you are actually doing or the sector you're working in, but to to always be alive to what's happening in your market, in politics, in technology, in the economy um is so always being interested and, and 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 thinking how does how does that affect me what are the opportunities uh, that i can uh, bring my skills to bear to take advantage of uh, jobs that may not have existed um 10 years ago five years ago uh, but just to, to, to keep one's head up i always like to say keep your head up don't don't just focus on what you're doing and uh, who you're working for but think about the bigger picture and John,
1: you've talked previously about how connections make sense of the bigger picture. And I wonder how you have utilised connections.
2: What I, I personally like to do is to make connections, either connecting people or just to to look at something and think, actually, that will be interesting in this field or, or to that person or, or just always be on the lookout for how things fit together and how, how one can... Frankly, how how yourself, you yourself can make a difference by doing things differently or, or drawing things together.
1: John, it sounds very much as if curiosity has been fundamental to your career change, and I wonder how you maintained curiosity.
2: Well, um, I, I mean, there's one recent example of maintaining curiosity, which is uh, I was um, as a, a large law firm for a long time, and and always like to use numbers and maths in, to try to make a difference for me and to be curious in, 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 into for example the the way that the, the numbers affected the deal and um, when I left the, the, the law firm I went to do a degree in uh, business analytics which involves a lot of statistics and probability and data and so um, that curiosity of of looking at things from a numeric and uh, analytical way, rather than a words and um, drafting way, was important to me. So it was very
1: much a a process where you maintained a variety of different interests. You had your mainstay through your legal career, but you maintained those skills and strengths
2: in numeracy outside of of legal work. And also, uh, being a a real estate lawyer, uh, one deals with buildings and land and although people I'm travelling with are always not always happy about it I'm always very inter- interested to see the the buildings i'm working on yeah uh, to see the land to 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 see the impact uh, the physical or the social or whatever impact of of the deals or the things that you're doing as a lawyer
1: and and i wonder did you find that any of your hobbies or pastimes were resources that helped you to maintain that curiosity for change um that's
2: yes that's a good question. Um I I've always enjoyed the outdoors uh and particularly um I was a scout for a long time and, and I've just recently become a scout leader again. Mm. And actually the the sort of the the re, the elements of of that of that hobby scouting li- outdoors adapting to things um has I think, stood me in good stead to, to use the, the skills, which you might think are not relevant to business, uh, about uh, being able to decide things quickly, being able to adapt, being able to deal with problems as they arise because a tent's blown down or the fire has gone out or something. And actually, you, you uh, it's, uh, the past few years have made me realize that you, your life is, is all one thing. It's not compartmentalized, so you can use uh, skills and experiences you may have used uh, uh, um, got in one part of your life in your bus- in your uh, business career.
1: We can see in our conversation how John examined how the pursuit of interests beyond work can anchor one 's identity in the midst of all that change, be it enforced or voluntary change, and how effort in learning. To stay curious serves a constant that maintains both inward and outward positivity that can connect us to other people who in turn can spark new possibilities. So there we are. We've come to the end of our episode on navigating career change. Change and uncertainty are synonymously interconnected change requires some semblance of confidence and action. Yet, how do we muster confidence and energy for action at points of precarity? Well, as we heard from Dylan, he drew strength from a diverse community and friends and crucially exercised vulnerability to ask for help, which allowed him to handle both conflicting factors within his control and allowance for those all those messy factors beyond his control to generate confidence to leverage change. Really hope you've enjoyed this episode and think about one item you can take away from this episode that you might want to use in your cycle of career change. If you want to delve into this topic in further depth, Look out for a future upcoming episode where, with two Exeter alum, we explore the power of mentoring in effecting a career change.
0: This was the Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Zone. Check out iTunes and Spotify to keep up with all of our regular releases. And if you'd like us to cover something else in another episode, just send us a message. Hashtag Career Podcast at UOE Careers on Twitter or at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone on Instagram, and we'll follow up in one of the next episodes.